everyone welcome to yeah but the podcast <laughs> my name is Vivian Gabor and I'm sitting here with a very talented lovely human being oh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone it's Coco Bardot Hi. hello how are you I'm good I've been momming it all day so I'm uh in the middle of disarray and order, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that goes. And by that, I mean, I don't actually know how that goes because I've never had children. But <laughs> I pets know- Pets count, pets I, count. <laughs> I haven't had pets in a very long time. Oh, okay, well then, no excuses. <laughs> I'm too cheap to live in an apartment that allows me to have pets. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> but I used to work with children. I worked at Build-A-Bear Workshop for eight years, so. Oh, that's dope. So I would spend four to eight hours a day, which is not the same as going home with the children, but yeah, I got to pretend to be that. You're like, like the fun uncles that exactly. hang out a little bit and then send them back. That's what it is. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've actually followed you on Instagram and like seen your stuff for probably a couple of years. I really, I really enjoy you. Um, you. you just performed in my birthday show, my holiday I birthday did. show, which was, was so, so much fun. Um, did a number that I was not expecting. <laughs> All but, I wanted for Christmas, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I mean, it's completely fair. <laughs> I, my favorite part was I was sitting down at like, I think it finally was like midnight when I got to like editing the video <laughs> and like plunked it in and I hadn't watched it yet. It was just like, uh, oh my God. <laughs> it was great. Have, if you guys uh, have haven't a, seen it, go watch it. It's I have a YouTube. weird fascination for the original L word, so that's all that really is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never, I've never seen the L word. You're not missing stuff. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's so not PC, but it was great for like 2007 and stuff like. <laughs> It was great for that, but like, child, no. Mm -mm. <laughs> I feel that way about a lot of shows. Like, I love Will yeah. and Grace, but you have to always qualify it with like, it was great for when it came out. <laughs> you know, you know, you know. We were the gays were just you know accessories then. So, <laughs> and we were so good at it. <laughs> we were. <laughs> um, so, tell me a little bit about yourself. I don't know a whole lot about you. Tell me, like where where you came from, where you're going, what you're doing, all that fun stuff. All right, if you want Just the story. Just to be as general as possible. <laughs> you want the story, okay. So I am officially a Halloween queen. I, yeah, um, yeah. first time I got in pumps in the trunk <laughs> was for <laughs> Halloween. I started um, a shadow cast for Rocky Horror about- Yes. Yeah, it's gonna be eight years on Halloween. So yeah, like my drag anniversary is Halloween. Which character? 
So I did Janet because I was like, I'm so demure and I've never done theater <laughs> since high school. And then by the end, I was like lips and magenta and like, yes. like if I hadn't moved, like I would have totally stepped into a, like a Rocky role and called it like gold bikinis. So. Yes, I love that. So like I started with Rocky Horror and then I kind of lived a lot of places. That's why, I don't know, that's why I keep my nose up in the air. Cause I'm like, I have experience in multiple drag communities. So I lived in <laughs> Albuquerque for exactly a year. Terrible fucking city, drive through it. Like <laughs> do not recommend, but like the drag community was like freaking dope. So like I learned how to like be all polished and pomp and circumstance from them Albuquerque girls. And then I got stuck in Phoenix for okay. three years and I say stuck because like dump truck got president and then he was like let me fuck up some jobs and we only meant to stay a year and it was three so <laughs> um I don't talk relatable much about Phoenix. yeah I don't talk about much of the Phoenix drag community there them so <laughs> when I left homegirl left you know fucking high heels skidding and smoking and shit like she couldn't leave fast enough mm. so um yeah, pretty much since then, I've moved around. I kind of picked up some stuff everywhere I've lived. And I'm back in Denver now. And, like, I'm in my home, I call it. Like, um, I'm in my home. This is my place. These are my people. They're dramatic and whiny sometimes, but I love these people. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's any gay city, I guess, or any queer community, yeah. anyway. But, like, I love Denver. I have my own Sunday ladies beer bus. It's lesbian-geared, but, like, everyone's welcome. And, you know, like baby drag queen dreams is at the bar that like, you know, wouldn't originally book me like mm -hmm. eight years ago. Cause I'm a woman in drag. And like, mm -hmm. so I know I'm feeling my oats I'm full circle and I'm just comfy. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll just get ready to just die on stage here. Cause that's, what's like. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's yeah. That's where Coco is now. So. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was going to ask was some of the trouble that followed you in Albuquerque and Phoenix to do with um, the the fact that you're a woman in drag, or how do you identify? I don't think we've had that conversation. So I identify as, um, I guess it says female. Um, my pronouns are she or her and her, I should say. Um, I shouldn't eat while doing this, but it's oh, an airhead. I, I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> when I started this podcast, I used to order us like a dozen donuts and like we'd sit there and drink coffee and eat donuts and popcorn. So there's a lot of chewing noises. It's you can't see. There's so much candy around me. Hard for the course. hyper right now. Like, <laughs> good. <laughs> our family went early on Halloween. Good. But anyway, yeah, definitely because um, when I started, I started drag here in Colorado and then came back home. That's why I say Denver's home. But it started definitely nobody understood what, and I'll use the term, but we don't use it anymore. And mm -hmm. disclaimer, yeah, yeah, it's not appropriate, but nobody was used to a bio queen yeah. and drag. And they basically got you if you did burlesque or if you're a drag king. And there's not like a masculine bone in this body whatsoever. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, like even when I did do drag king, like I would do like, you know, like gay RuPaul mixes and shit. So I can still be a little flamboyant. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely had problems in the beginning where they basically told me if you're on our stage, you have to be a boy. And I tried it and it wasn't for me. So I said, you know, you say you want to accept your community, then accept me because I'm in this community and, you know, I had to pull some nails and, <laughs> you know, throw some beads on the floor and shit to get my way in, but I'm in it. So yeah, that was definitely the thing. It's always, it's always, 
it's always been more so because I'm a girl versus being black. So <laughs> I don't know. Look, I'm black, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So then I, I honestly, I haven't gotten a chance to talk to a lot of um, um, queens who were born female. Um, on my podcast. Um, so how does that inform your drag? How does that part of what you do? Like, Or is it? It doesn't even have to be. It For me, it does. I don't know. It's since the beginning, I've been told, well, you can't be a girly girl, like at least in my drag career. But like, it mentally goes back into my childhood where they're like, you know, you're too girly and you're too prissy and, you know, you don't want to get dirty at all brothers growing up. <laughs> I was not the rough and tumble tomboy. I don't know how I turned out gay, but like, like <laughs> I was really prissy and I was all about bubble baths as a kid. And I just kind of like that. I say Coco's eternally 16 because that 16 year old me, like I want to listen to Omarion and like wear bows in my hair. And that's where I just, my femininity is a part of my drag just because it's, it's Coco's who I wanted to be at 16, basically. Like, that's that's it. So I am a girl <laughs> through and through. <laughs> I definitely feel that a lot of my drag is, like, <laughs> especially now is me trying to live out that early teenage fantasy of just like, yeah. I wanted to be super feminine. I wanted to have the long hair. I wanted to listen to emo bands, um, which didn't come out of my birthday <laughs> show at all. It was all Christmas. <laughs> But Christmas is a whole, <laughs> Christmas is just a thing for me. I can't get away from it. It's wonderful. Christmas is a nightmare if you think about it, you know, you know, you know, it's, it's the most family, wonderful nightmare. <laughs> stalking families in stores and yeah, Christmas is frightening, you know. <laughs> um, so then, so when did you come out? Oh, so I say... Also, disclaimer, I live in a city where if you don't disclaimer shit, you will get vague booked about. So bear with me, Shug. I'm like, very <laughs> used to being vague booked about. And even beyond vague booked, it's very pointed. Uh, <laughs> disclaimer, like, I came out as bi first because, you know, that was the mm-hmm. tether. So, like, I, I did was, like, the exact same thing. Yeah. 17 in high school. And, you know, I met a girl who was, you know, 16 and pregnant before it was cool. But, like, she liked girls all of a sudden. And I was like, fuck, yeah, we're the only two gays in the school. There are so many more positive ones. But <laughs> I digress. So, like, I came out as bi at 17, but, like, officially at 18, I left my home state from Ohio. Yeah, I don't, I don't claim Ohio. I claim Colorado. But, like, I left my home state at 18 and then just, you know, flew my rainbow flag and said, dyke. And it's just kind of been like that ever since. But, like, I consider myself really fluid now. But, like, yeah, 17 is when the big shit hit home. So... <laughs> That's awesome. I yeah. I have only been to Denver once. Are you in? You're in Denver, Denver, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Aurora, because nobody can afford Denver. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair. Nobody affords Denver. <laughs> <laughs> um, I spent a couple of days in Denver. It's a really cool place. You guys have really cool drag out there too. Like you it have some is. really fun stuff. It's a peppering of all types out here. Um, <laughs> you know, when the girls want to be shady, they lump it as the alt queens versus the bingo queens, as in, you know, the queens that look, you know, PG-13 enough to do your bingos. And like, but when we're not catty, we're all just like a mix of queer, non-binary, there's a couple of lesbians, okay, and <laughs> all in this gig. And we're, 
since the George Floyd protests have brought, I'm sure even in your drag community, has brought a lot of people to the forefront. So you know, mm-hmm. hey, um, we're gonna hold you accountable for this, that, and a third. And we're gonna, you know, we say we're all for black rights and all that, but we're actually gonna open black shows for, you know, open shows for black entertainers. Amazing. Imagine yeah, that. Weird. Imagine <laughs> that. We're actually gonna fucking do it. So you know, look, I ain't saying that's why I got my show, but like she ain't mad either. I, I can pay a bill or two. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, Juneteenth was dope. I got tipped for being black that day. And I was like, what? (laughs) But yeah, Denver's just, it's a melting pot of everybody. Once we get along, it's always a good time. It's cute when we don't. (laughs) Yeah, you guys, you have a lot of, I feel like the spaces that you perform in are also really fun and really fascinating. Um, I, I got to perform at Gladys. Oh, yeah, they haven't. Unfortunately, reemerged since yeah. COVID and all that. Yeah, but it was a fun little place. Back. They're good. They're like I liked they're that it had like catwalks in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're um, definitely the the alternative place, but I love them. They're dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so then you started drag. You said in you started officially in Denver, or where did you start drag? So officially, uh, I never. <laughs> Before I moved back, I never got booked in Denver. So they weren't booking mm. a fab queen. And I mean, like beyond Rocky Horror. <laughs> beyond Rocky Horror, yeah. So I was in technically Colorado Springs, Colorado, which is a good 45 minutes from Denver. They have um, their baby drag, I call it baby drag community because everyone, it's they're the second butt of the joke versus Pueblo. If you ever hear Pueblo drag, that's when we're really laughing. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, Colorado Springs is where I started and that's where you know initially they gave me the shit about being a woman in drag and I never really experienced getting like paid fairly or even asking for a booking fee that was like mm-hmm. like I had my partner I hate the word partner I don't even know why I said that anyway I had my <laughs> girlfriend at the time yeah like, <laughs> yeah like I had her write it out like okay so if I spend this much money and makeup and costumes and I bring this many people, many tables. Should I ask for forty dollars and pay? Should I ask for like that's that? Oh, those are yeah. conversations. Yeah, a bitch did not know her worth, honey. Like it took moving out of the Colorado Springs definitely to you know Albuquerque, where I was getting you know booked not just in drag shows but as well as you know, a feature in a burlesque show, which I'm like mm-hmm. hell yeah, like you know. And then Phoenix, where it was like, all right, here's your check at the end of the night. And like that first time that happened, I was like, well, what? So like, what? <laughs> I got a what? check? You're paying hoes? Let me deposit this real quick before y'all get confused. <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely Baby Coco did not know her worth. And it took moving around 75 different places, mm-hmm. three places, just to, I don't know, come back. I call it Denver ready or, you know. Denver is that big city I always wanted to attain. They wouldn't book me yeah. eight years ago. So now that bitch is back, I'm like, I'm back. I'm better than ever. I got good hair. I won't say I'm a woman if you don't want me to, but <laughs> I always say it on the mic after the show. <laughs> like, like, whatever the fuck you want. Like, I just, I pride myself in, you know, that professionalism, being punctual, like doing the bare minimum that your host asks for. Like, I do mm-hmm. that shit. And I don't know, that's probably why. I found success here and you know like I said and because I'm black so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean <Yeah. laughs> when you're given that toehold take it 
I was like, should I? Nah, I, I mean, I ain't got a job right now. I probably should. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. I definitely have come full circle and relearning my worth and you know what to mm. demand and shit. Like, <laughs> it's a tough thing to do. I mean, for the longest time, I wasn't getting paid for gigs, <laughs> and I mean, I'm I'm not gonna come down on either side of that debate of like whether or not you should quote unquote, pay your dues. I think there's a certain um, respect that has to be earned to a certain to a certain degree. Not like, you shouldn't be working for years and years and years for free, but you should yeah. definitely be willing to do like a few shows, tip spots, just to kind of show people you're out. But after yeah. that point, you need to know, okay, I spend two hours getting ready, I have to take a train or a car to the show. I have to perform one to five numbers. There are shows that I've done that it's like, okay, we need four numbers yeah. and uh, there are two shows. So make sure you have eight numbers ready. Oh and like, and how much are you paying me? <laughs> yeah. I giggle about it now. Cause like what, even when I was in Phoenix, I say, yeah, I got my first paycheck, but boo, I wasn't making more than like 30 bucks a paycheck, yeah. but that's the type of city where they wanted like you, your number had you had to be on stage for basically a total of 15 minutes. So if you split mm -hmm. that into two numbers or three numbers, that's great on you. But each number needs to be about five or six minutes. And then I'm just like, what? No. <laughs> or thirty dollars? Oh like, yeah. No. And then in some have you summertime dragon Phoenix ain't no joke, boo. So No, not at all. I remember the first time um because I sweat so much in drag like Dang. i sweat as if i'm in phoenix when i'm in mm -hmm. like seattle yeah. <laughs> and it's winter um and it was a it was actually an albuquerque queen i think who was like girl you need to put milk of magnesia on your face and then you put on the makeup and i was like wait what? Mm -hmm. i used to do that all the time it's so bad for your skin don't do it for your don't don't do it oh god no don't I do it, it. I but used, it works. <laughs> I had to, like, you had to get fucking, like, resourceful in Phoenix. I used Moran Skin Prep, which is, like, mm. a stage primer. Okay. Like, it goes on, goes on thick. It, you know, it's, it lasted through Phoenix, and now I'm working, <laughs> sweating even more now, having performing the whole vinyl mask thing. So, like, it's, it's surviving. Like, yeah. half my mugs is still good during the, by the end of the night, so. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. So age-old question, and actually this was a debate, I think, on a podcast I did a couple episodes ago. Ew. Is Colorado considered the Southwest, the Pacific Northwest? What is Colorado considered? <laughs> wow. Because um, being from Seattle, I would consider it like the Southwest because it has more of that culture. Yeah. Denver is more considered. But it's mountains. Yeah. It's considered <laughs> West. I've only I've only ever considered it west, not really south. Like mm. when I was southwest, I was living in Phoenix and like Albuquerque. That's that's southwest, yeah. honey. Like <laughs> like the, you pass some uh, country bumpkin towns through them states, but like I just say the west, west. We're not that's west fair. coast. We're just west. West coast adjacent. <laughs> Central west. I don't know. We're it's always we're confused not, me that there's we're not no name. Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. like no name for that part of the country, like Idaho, <laughs> Montana, Colorado. All of those states Kansas, are just kind of left out. Kansas, all of them. Out. You wouldn't yeah. really consider them. I don't know west. But they're also yeah. not the Midwest because the Midwest it's, is farther like east. Like Ohio, for some yeah, reason. yeah. I'm from Ohio. I know Midwest. Like. <laughs> 
I don't know. Oh gosh, I'm gonna say West. Final answer. Okay. <laughs> From now on, on this podcast, Colorado is just the West. Don't say West Coast. Just say West, because then they'll be like, uh, "Are you near a body of water?" Because I don't think you're near. A body of water. Um, they're near where all of our water comes from, so okay. deal with it. Okay, but yeah, I'm gonna say West. That's my okay. yeah, final answer. Kanye I'll West. take that answer. <laughs> <laughs> not not Northwest, okay. but Kanye oh. West. <laughs> Kanye, I still look. I don't know about him, but he's still he's he's just that cousin. Just that cousin you can't really talk too much about. <laughs> I was that cousin. I am okay, that cousin. right? Same. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit about <coughs> life outside of drag. How um, I've I've been really bad about having lesbians on my podcast too. I'm trying to think <laughs> through and be like. Have I had? I think I've had like one. I'm just representing which now all the. I feel, right now I just <laughs> feel awful, and I have not been doing my due diligence here. You ain't had an AFAB queen, you ain't. <laughs> no, um, um, outside of the gig, I'm just regular old Jay, mom, mama. Um, I have a one-year-old. You can't hear her because we're. I'm upstairs, and like I said, in the bathroom. So. Yeah, I was gonna say you. You warned me. You're like, we're gonna hear kid sounds. I'm like. I was like, if I downstairs, she's gonna, she's gonna tiptoe. I swear to God, she does. Or come in the frame or something. Like she's really good at that. Perfect. Um, she's definitely a drag queen's child. <laughs> um, she knows where the camera is and where to find her lighting already. Good. Um, but Start I'm actually staying home early. mom. Yeah, I'm oh, staying cool. home mom. I was a bar back before COVID hit. Um, at a bar that I perform at, because I was like. Might as well get two paychecks from you motherfuckers while I'm here. <laughs> yeah. And then COVID hit and they're like, so we don't really need bar bags, okay? But you can still perform once we reopen. I'm back performing at least, hosting. But um, yeah, I was bar back before COVID hit and now it's just strictly straight stay-at-home mom. Um, and with the youngin, Monday through Saturday. And <laughs> the only day I don't really get with her is Sundays because I usually have like, we just reopened here with like, brunches and like socially distanced beer fest and keep keep saying that it's socially distanced so nobody says like wait, wait, so. <laughs> i'm just too lazy to actually do any shows there are oh. shows starting and i'm just like i'm just gonna stay home and do instagram drag for a while it's easier oh, I, I was terrified that first time i walked into the bar and like you know at the time they were like well you don't need the full vinyl mask you can do the shield and i was like okay so they can't really see me this way whatever and then they're like nope so you know with restaurant codes you can't wear the shield you have to wear the mask so i'm stuck in the vinyl mask and i'm only painting half my face really and yeah quick lip stains so it looks like i'm wearing some shit and <laughs> i'm doing like really great eye makeup lately how about that because so, uh-huh. <laughs> i'm like it's all i'm selling to you guys eyes and tits <laughs> <laughs> i th- that describes my drag right there just eyes yeah. and tits yeah but yeah um that one day of drag is about it i'm married four years and oh Wifey, she's a veteran and she works at the VA hospital here. And yes, it is terrible in Denver as well. So <laughs> tell your friends, tell your veteran friends, it's terrible. So <laughs> yeah, wifey works at the hospital. She's been like front line of this wow. whole COVID everything. I mean, she was telling me, she could at least tell me numbers for like amongst mm-hmm. the veteran hospitals in the US and stuff, and whether they're rising and how they're how they were preparing for like 
the worst to be perfectly honest like yeah. you know, very for massacre and yeah we've gotten it but it hasn't been as bad as like they projected at least for the state here and that's good yeah so i've got a even sitting at home i've got a you know a little view on what's happening with the world and and i just smart. heard oh, i ahead, can't sub- <laughs> oh no, no no you're fine i just heard i need to substantiate it but it sounds like um china's looking at completely shutting down again because they're getting their second wave. And I'm just like, no, (laughs) no, please, no. (laughs) And they were good. They were great. They were going down after, what, three months or something? Yeah. And people have been like, well, China's had their act together. At the same time, China's been like, there's going to be a second wave, a second Mm -hmm. one, number two. Yep. Two. So now, we, you know. Just like an earthquake, there's always an aftershock. There's always an aftershock. And knock on wood who knows what's going to happen here because we're still in the first wave boo <laughs> <So> <laughs> yeah. we're, still, we're still in the middle of it okay <laughs> i have a friend in new zealand and i'm very tempted to text him and be like hey so i hear you guys don't have covid anymore can i have live there <laughs> Them and yeah it was new zealand wasn't it sweden too or like one of those other like uh, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't sweden because sweden was the country that said they weren't going to do anything as kind of an experiment to see what would happen if they yeah, didn't do anything. Yeah. It's like, you can't use people like that. <laughs> no, no. But okay, great. Thanks, well, our, Sweden. I think well, it was like... president did, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, it was one of those Northern European countries. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, it's getting so, tiring. Who knows? I mean, I might not have my brunches happening next month we're literally everything out here is playing month to month and yeah this month we're told (laughs) this month we were told at one establishment that we cannot perform in a way that makes us get out of breath deal with that ponder that right i I, I, as a fat person (laughs) that means i cannot walk (laughs) i'm like i'm out of breath just walking to the from my car to the dressing room okay i am out of breath are there stairs involved because i (laughs) will be out of breath (laughs) i'm out of breath just sitting backstage trying to catch my breath like so like it's the real talk she's got emergency inhaler so i'm like in case i get out of breath like i don't want to not get booked at the next that's yeah, but crazy everything is it's all month to month we are for, so for the month of september i cannot lose my breath beyonce or destiny's child sorry <laughs> i'm just like I mean, okay was a destiny's child just beyonce really beyonce featuring them, her sisters basically <laughs> <laughs> sisters not lions okay <laughs> yeah um, so, speaking of know. speaking of music what kind of stuff do you like to perform I'm kind of all over the place. Um, I kind of, my first drag song was not my personality whatsoever. My first song I ever did was Cockiness by Rihanna. Ooh. Baby Coco didn't have that confidence. I could do it now, but like, so I've kind of jumped all over the place. When I lived in Phoenix, they basically wanted a Nicki Minaj impersonator out of me. And I was like, but there's this really cool song by this British pop singer that makes me happy inside. Or have you heard this Glee cover of this Barbara Streisand? Like, so me, I'm definitely into my hardcore um, theater music. Parodies are all my rage. 
I found Crazy Ex-Girlfriend <laughs> like yes. two years ago, and that music is my aesthetic. Like, oh, Rachel Bloom did such a good job with that show. Rachel Bloom just blew my. I was in a Crazy Ex-Girlfriend home show recently, and I was just like, so fun. So, but um, yeah, definitely, I'm into my Broadway standards and really weird British pop. But then, like, I'll flip in and do some like sh- shit from like the '50s or '60s. So I'm just, I don't know. I guess I'm classic. I don't know. Just, I, I don't know. And then, like, I don't know, I just do so much. I'll do showgirl stuff, too, and, like, pretend I'm <laughs> Dolores Van Cartier, and, like, I don't know. <laughs> Anything dramatic. Anything, Anything dramatic. that tells a story. If I can make you laugh and be dramatic or, like, make you blush or something while I'm <laughs> doing, like, you know, a cover of something, like, I don't know, just funny. My favorite thing to do is a screamo version of A Thousand Miles by... Vanessa Carlton and I live sing this as well. So. Oh my god, I need to see that. <laughs> so yeah, I start off singing in like this little baby voice, and then once it gets to like the second verse, I just full on like <laughs> my growls and I'm screaming, and they're just yeah, they're just not about it. Please, please record that because I need to see it. I'm gonna I'm gonna record it one day so the world can be <laughs> entranced by it. Coco's karaoke bout standards. <laughs> okay, so. We're going to talk about the t-shirt in the room because you're wearing a Hamilton uh, t-shirt. I am. So I, <laughs> so at some point I need to actually watch Hamilton. I've never seen it. I've never listened to it. I, I know enough about it that the politics annoy me. Um, but I'm not, this isn't, I didn't start this so I could go off on it. I was gonna, yes. <laughs> I actually brought this up because I was like, obviously you're a fan. Huge. Tell one. me, tell yeah. me about I have it. A, like, tell me why. I have tell a me quote all the things. From the show. Oh wow. A quote from the show tattooed on me. Um, I don't know. I only got into it once. I heard. I'm sure you heard it. I guess Pence went to go see it when it first came out in like 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. And like the audience, like the cast, they called him out and they were like, "This show is about." you know, casting gay and black people and, you know, you live in a state where you, you're actively trying to take rights away from those people and all that. And like, I only got into it because I'm like, oh, they hate pants, bitch, let's do this. (laughs) (laughs) I will get into it. And then it's just, it's always been that way with Broadway shows with me. In high school, a girl saw Wicked and that was, I'm surprised I don't have a Wicked tattoo. It's just, I get really into musicals. Right now it's six, the musical. It's pretty bad. So good. But, oh my God. So good. Honestly, yeah. one like, of my favorites. When Ham- Hamilton came out and like, it was big on TikTok like three years ago before everyone got into TikTok. And it was just this little <laughs> fandom where we shared memes and like fun little facts about Hamilton. And um, we ended up going, I ended up going to New York for my honeymoon. And like we went and saw Hamilton and his wife's graves at like the church where they're buried right in the middle of like Manhattan somewhere mm-hmm. and all that. So like I just it just got me. I don't know the story. It's not Lin Manuel. It's like the girl power moments in it. Mm-hmm. It's the it's it's not Hamilton himself as yeah, a character. Yeah. It's That's it is yeah. I should say that it is Lin Manuel and like his freaking genius behind it. Don't get me into Hamilton. See, now you That's- got me into this. Like. <laughs> No, that's the thing that always confuses me, though, because I'm just sitting here and, like, first yeah, off, just, Lin-Manuel Miranda did Can not do Davi Diggs, <laughs> Davi Diggs, like, the world brought us Davi Diggs, and I yeah. just, oh, <sighs> he always just wipe his face clean. 
(laughs) (laughs) That's something I want to do as like, I love that museums are slowly reopening and stuff, like for small groups, because like, I really want to go visit um, Alexander, or not, Aaron Burr's old mansion is in Harlem. And I want to go see that. And then like, I want to visit their graves. They're at Trinity, I think it's Trinity Church down Trinity on Wall Church, Street. Yeah. Like, yeah, Wall Street, that's where they I go. remember yeah. the, the first time I walked past it, it was like, I had just gotten to New York and I was walking to a job interview near One World Trade. And it's like the most industrial, most like skyscrapers, glass and steel everywhere that there's just yeah. this little church and behind it yeah. is this really old graveyard. <laughs> yeah. um, I just remember being there and I wasn't even into Hamilton when we visited the church. We were just tourists mm-hmm. in New York, right? Like we stayed like we stayed in Times Square. We did the tourist shit. So mm-hmm. like we just happened to stop, you know, I guess my wife had looked up things to do and this church was one of them to do and we were close mm-hmm. and we went through like Wall Street and all that and I remember taking pictures and I'm like, oh, it's a really sad grave. And like, you know, I'm <laughs> so like click, click, yeah. click. And then like eventually I was like, oh, so this is who this person was. And like, this is what piece of shit he was, Hamilton. And then like, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And like, like I'm not seeing Hamilton whatsoever. I'm all about his wife's life. But um yeah. like, yeah, I just it just, I don't know, it really caught on to me. And like mm. six the musical, it was because I caught a bootleg on YouTube during quarantine. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I won't tell you how I found it. I'll message you privately. Yes, yeah, please do. Because I would, I didn't, I lived in London for five months straight and didn't yeah. get a chance to see it. So, yeah, so like, I happened to find a random stream of the musical on YouTube and I watched amazing. it and I was like, this is like it's Henry so the Ace Wives meets Beyonce, Destiny's mm-hmm. Child and shit. And I'm just like, aesthetic hello (laughs) and it's broadway like it's me check 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 so oh yeah 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 the tattoo was the hamilton tattoo was a prize i won actually it was doing a drag competition oh wow um, when i was living in phoenix and that's a great prize yeah the prize it was um i didn't win but it was for a talent number you got a free tattoo from like one of the judges boyfriends and stuff and yeah i was like well i did a hamilton number for my talent number and ended up doing the tattoo tattoo like an honor and stuff so and it's, awesome. it's a real troll like it's just how lucky we are to be alive right now and like it's a troll because one day i won't be alive but a coroner's gonna see that and probably giggle his ass off like <laughs> and i'm just yeah. like final death troll <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry that's that's, that's no that's great I, <laughs> I no 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 no, no, no. i you, I listen to so much true crime. My favorite thing to do is visit cemeteries. Like, like when I go walking anymore, pro tip, if you're going to go walking and you don't want to be around people and you don't want to have to wear a mask while you're exercising, go walk in cemeteries. Yeah. Because Americans are scared of cemeteries, so they're always empty. Yeah, yeah. And, like, when me and my wife travel, that's always a place we stop at is, like, a cemetery. Like, if we're in L.A., Hello, we're going to go see some celebrities at the cemetery. Uh, yeah. Duh. Like <laughs> cemeteries are such like an indicator of a culture. Like you mm-hmm. go to different places and you, they look so vastly different. Yeah. Like a cemetery in like Seattle is going to look from different from a cemetery in New York, which is going to be like 400 years older versus mm-hmm. like New Orleans versus like Argentina versus London. They're all going to yeah. look so different and they're so cool. 
yeah, if you're ever in New Orleans, go to the cemeteries out there. They are fabulous. I where my wife am is from. Desperate to. <laughs> it is it is an experience. I I don't know. It was creepy, but like cool and hot, and I was a little drunk and like <laughs> <laughs> as, as one you know, is in New Orleans. New Orleans. So I am that's one of the places I really want to go just because I'm so I'm I'm part of that kind of mystical like I never know how to explain it. I never know because any way I explain it sounds woo woo, and I never mean it like that. All but like, I have to say is like certain things you're into, and if people agree, then like we get it. So like, yeah, exactly, okay. <laughs> exactly. I'm into that kind of stuff, and I'm very in tune with that side of things. And so going to New Orleans kind of scares me a little bit, but at the same time, I'm like desperate to do it. Oh, I was terrified. We say two weeks, two weeks. A week too long. You only need a week in <laughs> New Orleans. But like, yeah, I was terrified for some nights in our hotel room, drunk. But like, <laughs> as a disclaimer, that I was drunk a lot in New Orleans. But like, yeah, I'm always into the paranormal stuff. That's that's what Jay gets into. Not so much Coco. Like, I won't perform too much scary stuff. I love doing horror makeup and stuff. Like, I'm oh, yeah. pretty okay at it. But I'm not I'm not really into performing it. Like I'll do it mm -hmm. as myself, as Jay. I do it every now and then <laughs> at Halloween, but that's definitely yeah. much more like my real life self. And I don't yeah. it's harder for me to figure out because I'm so it's such like a deep part of myself that mm -hmm. I've have, I have trouble like making entertainment out of it. <laughs> mm -hmm. And like because if I do a morbid number, well either they're going to look. The people at Gladys, they'd get it, but like yeah. at this other bar, they might not. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I don't know. It's just, you know, that's, I'm into that. I'm weird. <laughs> Have you what ever done? Oh, I go for say, it. What are your favorite podcasts? Ooh, well, I mean, if we're just going to throw out, like, <laughs> going to just for free throw out those um, YouTube, recommendations. YouTube um, I, I mean, <laughs> if we're talking YouTube, I love my like, guilty pleasure is the buzzfeed unsolved videos <laughs> like the they're such they're so terrible like they have no idea how to investigate anything you're not taking you're not watching those seriously you're watching no never boys never, okay. ever. um <laughs> podcast wise um actually previous guests of the pod ghoulish tendencies um they're really cool they're out of seattle they're uh two of my friends run a it's true crime and like legends and like paranormal stuff podcast. That's, it's a really cool one. That's stuff I'm into. I like that. <laughs> um, I definitely listen to my favorite murder because everyone should. Um, lore, all of Aaron Menke's podcasts. Mm -hmm. Like they just announced a new one on the Grim and Mild <laughs> uh, production company. I'm like, I don't care who's doing <laughs> it. I'm listening. I'm um, listening. So good. But yeah, I it's been something that's always been part of my life and so I always find I ways that. to I find ways to be involved in it. That's dope. I love that. <laughs> what about you? Have you ever been ghost hunting or anything? No. Um coming from like the cornfields in Ohio, everything is haunted. Everything is scary. Okay. Everything. Those pioneers are fucking angry. <laughs> you know. <laughs> We settled on some really messed up land out Midwest, so... <laughs> I mean, considering how we purchased the land, not you surprising know, that the spirits are not happy. <laughs> so, like, I can only say I've ever had, like, some small encounter as a kid, but, like, I've been around that, but, no, I can't. I, I can't do it. I chicken out a lot. We went... 
on the haunted tour, quote unquote, in New Orleans, and it was broad daylight when we went. So I was like, yeah. nope. <laughs> oh, I only do no. nighttime tours. <laughs> Whenever there's the option of like a daytime yeah. or like a midnight tour, I'm like, midnight, doing it. I don't care that it's oh, $20 okay. more. Because I'm like, am I sleeping? At least daytime, I got a couple hours to unwind. And like, <laughs> well, okay. So the last time I did one of those, usually <laughs> the, the only two places I've done them are in Seattle and Edinburgh. In mm-hmm. Seattle, it was my friend who does that podcast. She's a, a paranormal investigator, and she uh, runs tours through a company in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had a lot of experiences on those tours, but, like, it's with a friend, and we always went and got drinks afterwards, and, like, it was always good. And then in Edinburgh, we were like, we're going to do the Midnight Ghost Tour. And it started out kind of hokey, and it was just a little bit like, oh, fun history stuff. Like, this is mm-hmm. cool. And then the guy was like, okay, now we're going to go under the city. And we were like, wait, what? There's a, uh, there's a, under the city in Edinburgh? Okay. <laughs> because the whole thing is built, apparently, so the main street, the Royal Mile, is a bridge because they had to figure out a way to get water under the city. So they made the whole thing a bridge. So there are, like, all of these, like, empty spaces and caverns under the city for all of the levels of the aqueduct. And so he's like, we're going to go down there. We went down there and there's like no lighting. We, he walked us into this one room and people had left like hundreds of dolls. It was, so first oh, off, wow. that, that particular room was pitch black. We couldn't see a thing in it. And he was like, we're going to go in here. Just follow my voice. You're not going to trip on anything. It's just completely flat. As soon as we walked into the room, I was like, there are a hundred dolls in here. I, I, I just know there are hundreds of like there was no indicator and then he turned on his flashlight and there were like hundreds of dolls i was like i can't i can't do this i no thank you and there was another room (laughs) well there was another room where there was absolutely a spirit just like sitting there like watching us and it ran past us at one point it was freaky as fuck so i can only imagine what my experience in new orleans would be (laughs) yeah yeah i only had somebody like I got food poisoning because I mix a lot of alcohol with seafood in New Orleans. <laughs> I mean, so like the night that I was delirious in bed and all that, I saw someone sitting at you know the hotel vanity and they turned around and they looked at me and they got up and walked out the room. And I'm just like, oh, this is where I die. Roll over. Yeah. Like, this is <laughs> I hear a lot of those stories from New Orleans though, where and it's not like, like none just of a lot of residual rooms. hauntings and stuff. Yeah, none of the hotel rooms have a 13th floor for like mm-hmm. bad luck. And no like, hotels anywhere. If you go yeah. anywhere in the I'm world, like, there's weird. no 13th floor. Yeah, I'm just like lame. So <laughs> No, the, yeah, the first time lame. I noticed it, we were my family was on vacation in New York. Um, and we are staying in a in a hotel in Times Square. Mm-hmm. I think it's up on like 54th Street or something. It's still there. It's still the same hotel. It's one of the big conglomerates. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were on the 15th floor, I think. And as we were going up the elevator, I was like, mom, why is there no 13th floor button? And she was like, oh, no hotel has a 13th floor. And I was like, wait, what? That's a thing? Yeah. And yeah. so every hotel I go into, I double we're check. Super, and not a single a hotel has country, a 13th aren't we? floor. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we try not to be. We're so enlightened. Lately, but we're very superstitious. I mean, yeah, I think it has to do with the the immigrants that settled the country originally. Yes, come on, Mardi Gras. (laughs) I think it has to do with the the immigrant populations that really kind of built the country. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
um, speaking as a Jewish person, you had the Irish, you had the Italians, you had the Jews all kind of come in at the same time, post-World War I, pre-World War II, um, and they brought all of their superstitions with them. And mm. Mediterranean cultures are all extremely superstitious. Put that salt over your left shoulder. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I do that every single time. If I'm like sprinkling salt, I'm like, that's enough. I'll toss the rest over my left shoulder. Mm. I will not will not say uh, the name of the Scottish play, even if I Mm-mm. need to. And that's theater too, like, yeah. <laughs> we're just like, nope. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, when I want to knock, like, whenever I say knock on wood, I actually find like real wood. Like I do mm-hmm. not let myself just use laminate. It has to be real wood. Has to be. <laughs> um, that's actually, that's one of my favorite, like legends of how that came about. Do you, know, mm. do you know that one? I don't know. It's because ancient cultures believed that the spirits of the trees would hear you and like try to ruin your plans. So if you were like in the woods talking about something important, you would knock on whatever tree was next to you. So the spirit inside the tree couldn't hear you. Petty bitches. <laughs> right? It's so cool. <laughs> But that's why I always look for like real wood. So luckily yeah. my desk is real wood They're and I have like wooden shelves us. next to me. So oh, no. <laughs> uh, but superstitions are something that are so ingrained in you, especially as a theater kid, like you get in there and you learn them real fast. Mm-hmm. Like even even drag superstition, what is it? You don't don't uh, remark on the crowd before you go on stage because half of them will leave. That's always one that I heard. Like, don't oh, say it's a big crowd that. tonight or it's a little crowd tonight. Interesting. Maybe that's why yeah. I always have terrible crowds. <laughs> so, yeah, I always heard that one. And I'm like, before you go on. So after my first number, then I can judge. Great. So <laughs> I mean, luckily, I enjoy starting a show just like I love doing a cold open. So like mm-hmm. the, the audience or the bar is just crazy loud and stupid. And then the, the music just suddenly starts really loud. And I get on stage and everyone's like, what's happening? <laughs> no, we uh, we've adopted the I'm embarrassed to say, everybody line up. The show is about to start. Yes. <laughs> <As the> opening. <laughs> that, what is it, fashionista? That's usually yeah, the opening for a lot of the shows. Or what is it, Um, uh, Alaska? Hi. <laughs> Her makeup is terrible where she starts makeup out. My terrible, name is Alaska yeah. Thunderfuck 5000. What's yours? Yeah, that's, we're so, we're so. It's always fun so. to do that. <laughs> I know a lot of shows that used to, like the one that I used to go to the most in Seattle had like a, it was like a 10 minute mix that they would play mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the show before anyone came out on stage. It was like this in- intense overture uh, that went through like six different classical pieces, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like jazzy pieces. It sounds like um, there's a host in Phoenix, Barbara Seville. She's like, she has her own opening. You know, welcome to the Barbara Seville show. Tipping is mandatory. Da, 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 da. Welcome. We're we're on Friday and Saturday. Like, yeah, it's a whole thing. I love yeah. that. Like, yeah. We're, I mean, you know, brand you yourself. Got it, flaunt it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's where I want to be when I grow up. So. <laughs> My thing is just like I don't know. I don't have a thing. I just get in the audience and immediately I'm just like, "You're cute. I'm gonna hit try. on you all night." I always try to play some Lizzo before I go, but like, yes. like the DJs that I work with are just like, meh, whatever. And I'm like, well, if you do play Lizzo, play Juice, because that'll at least get people's attention mm-hmm. towards something, especially when, it, you know, Lizzo comes walking out herself. So. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> That's why I like to work with DJs that like know me really well, and then I can just be like, "Here's the entire show, like in order. Just all you have to do is press play, and like down down to something I learned when I was hosting in Seattle because I was, it was in the middle of a karaoke night, and we would lose people during the show because they'd be like well if i can't sing karaoke i'm just gonna leave i'm like give give me half an hour and you can sing again like (laughs) whatever (laughs) but i would i would take whatever song was just performed and then find the karaoke track for it and then put the level down on itunes because on itunes you can like set this the levels for each song individually And so I would do that. And then as soon as the song ended, it would just immediately go to that karaoke track. So there was just always underscoring and would keep that energy up. I'm mm-hmm. just giving away all my secrets right now. But I like them taking notes. So. Um, <laughs> and it's great because it keeps that energy up and there's no like dead time of like, oh no, the person's done performing check, and the check. host hasn't noticed. <laughs> check, my check. No. Um, yeah, I'm taking notes. Thank you for that. So. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, I'm here with the baby in the background. It's like six cents. So. <laughs> no worries. Um, is there something I've started asking people just because I'm trying to to be a little bit more purposeful with my podcast these days? Um, I've started asking people what their advice for people starting out in drag or just their advice for people in general right now. Um, and with you, mm-hmm. I think, since I don't, really have any other lesbians so far on my podcast um and i generally talk to my gay audience a lot what would you how would you like to encourage um specifically our lesbian audience members out there hi lesbians (laughs) um first off hi lesbians you're amazing first off hi lesbians you're amazing keep you know, getting that kitty best way you can <laughs> and uh, rear. But um, <laughs> don't, don't, I don't know. It's the same, I guess, same advice you probably would give to gay men. Don't be limited by gender. If you want to perform as a female, go ahead. You're not, but you're not also stuck in the male box. You're not stuck in that male presenting box as for drag. Um, the argument against, you know, cis women in drag that I always hear all the time is, these cis straight women coming in and taking our jobs and all that. And then, you know, I, I come in the background and I'm like, hey, so I may be cis, but I'm actually a lesbian. I'm part of the community outside of this. So like, I don't know, use y'all's voices and just stand present because people like to forget that it was women, trans women, trans black women who started this whole freaking shindig. So, you know, you gotta give us our due. Like. I can't, you know, I can't claim full privileges in the gay community anyway because I'm a black woman, but I still belong because I'm a lesbian woman. Like, you know, y'all can have your race issues. It's the gay community, whatever. But like, we're still in it. You know, it can't be you girls all the time. Like we outgrew that at 12, most of us, you know? So like you girls, but you know, there are, you know, if you want to call them hyper queens, there are hyper queens who are AMAB and they are still just as valid as anyone who may be cis female, cis male. So like you just, I don't know, don't let people assume about you either too. Like, you know, mm. like 
I'm not some little Kim impersonator. I'm really Rachel Berry mixed with Queen Latifah. Okay, so like, oh my god, so like, <laughs> I'm just gonna be imagining like, that for the rest of the night now. <laughs> it's because Queen Latifah is gay, so it works. Like, <laughs> but like you know, I just I don't know. Like you just have we have to stay in present and you know, be counted mm. and not just also limited ourselves to only female identifying events or anything like that because some of my best friends are trans women or trans men and cis males and we just have to be able to get into it like yeah if we want drag to be all encompassing we also have to be accepting ourselves so. yeah completely <laughs> i was actually gonna ask um i've noticed that there are not a lot of lesbian bars left Oh, no. <laughs> like um what's what is your one, take on that because it seems very frustrating the one i can only say i've been at one lesbian bar i could call home and that's when i lived in phoenix it was your it was your country bar you know it was it was the female charlie's basically so but like you know no homophobia or like <laughs> what's misogyny for men no man hating, oh, how about that? So, there's like, no word for that. I wonder why there's no right. word for that. <laughs> Weird, yeah. I was huh. like, no, you know, we weren't we weren't some man-hating country lesbians. And me, and like, I'm really a country girl, but like, I could just be in a room and be amongst like other women because I could find that community. Mm. It's just, I'm one, I am the only, I host the only female-geared beer bust or anything happening right now. And that's because of COVID there's a whole drag king bar that we have here in the city like where you know oh that's cool yeah where i said like they hermit themselves at this one bar and then they're like why won't anyone pay any attention to us anywhere but like i'm the only lesbian representation right now so like mm. it's not that i need that we need a place it's nice to have that's the fair. place yeah it's not that we have a place we're still women loving women we're just on Facebook right now, doing it and sharing amongst ourselves, women loving women and all that stuff like that. So it sucks. I mean, there's always been a monopoly in gay culture bars and it's always says gay men. And like, it's just, they're not safe either, to be perfectly honest in this climate. Like those yeah. bars are not safe. We've lost, I wanna say two here already. Wow. And yeah, and even one of the big ones in New York shut down. Yeah, yeah. Albuquerque lost their big gay bar, and the bar that's been around for forty some odd years, they lost it. So like, mm -hmm. nobody's safe. Like, and more than ever, we can't rely on a physical building because yeah. not more than fifty of us can be in the room anyway. So, <laughs> ah. <laughs> so yeah, we're. I don't know. We the community's still there, even if the place isn't. It sucks. Like. 21 year old me enjoyed going to the lesbian bar and stuff <laughs> but i guess 29 year old me will just go to the lesbian group on facebook instead so <laughs> wait do you i feel like i've never heard this question asked by anyone ever is there a lesbian grinder no you know? i mean you're in a relationship so you might not know so, like, listen right? yeah <laughs> i've been out of the game for like six years <laughs> Six years, she's listening. But I've been out of the game for six years. Me and my wife met on Plenty of Fish because there wasn't a lesbian writer. Yes. So yeah, we officially met on Plenty of Fish. That's um, amazing. When I was living in Phoenix, there was this Her app. 
and it's like okay. a lesbian app, but it was like used for like finding karaoke nights and goalie. <laughs> yeah. It was just who's going bowling on Wait, Wednesday how do night? I get this app? <laughs> right, yeah. And I would use it to like advertise for shows because I'm like, mm. lesbian show, you know. So like <laughs> there was that. I can't say lesbians aren't look, <laughs> let me say that. In my hoe, in my single days, it was very easy to hook up without apps. How about that? <laughs> we didn't have apps to hold us back. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. And I'm probably better off for it. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a single lesbian. <laughs> um, well, I think that's where we're going to cut it for now. Thank oh. you so much for, for talking with me. This has been really fun. Thank you. Look, you totally brightened my Thursday evening. Oh, you too. <laughs> um, real quick, where can people find you online and how can people tip you? You can find me online. First of all, my Venmo is Coco B Cunty, C-O-C-O-B-C-U-N-T-Y. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Uh, what the fuck's my Instagram name? The Coco Bardot. It's two E's in the because I'm bougie like that, like the stallion. And I'm also on TikTok, like Every stay-at-home mom really got hardcore into TikTok right? <laughs> since March and stuff. So I'm like, I'm trying to be mom Insta fame or TikTok famous. Yeah. So you can also follow me on TikTok at Coco B. Cunty. And you have to search that name because like you can't just look me up because it's a no-no word. So uh, that's <laughs> who'd have thought? Yeah, TikTok's uh, an app for TikTok. kids. Who the hell knew, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and anyone who wants to find our socials, you can find those in the description box, or you probably already follow them. If you don't, how dare you? Um, right. Please leave five-star reviews. If we get any, I will read them. We don't get them very often, aka it's not the five-star that we don't get. It's the actual review we don't get. So leave something fun and I'll read it. I'm going to have my wife do it. Just say do it. Just <laughs> do it and I will read it on a podcast. <laughs> yes, God. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening and thank you again, Coco, for being here. Thank you so much. You're gorgeous. Thank you for having me yeah. for your birthday show. And I just want you to know that you're yeah, amazing. So, oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, and bye. Yeah, Thank you for listening to Yeah But with Vivian Gabor. Tune in next week, same place, same time. Yeah.